6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, thanks for joining me on this Thursday afternoon, Budget Day 2022, the federal budget. And as you've been hearing with uh, Rob Breckenridge, the federal liberals unveiled their latest spending plan today that... Well, they're trying to balance promises made to voters in last year's election campaign and in that pact that they've made with the NDP. And, of course, recently to uh, Canada's global defense allies. There's been a lot of promises made. Were the promises kept? Well, uh, you know what? We are going to take a close look at all of that this afternoon. We will have a reaction from across the board. Perrin Beatty, the CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, will join me later on uh, during the show. We will get into uh, the defense spending announcement. Eight billion over five years. Is it enough? Will it get us to 2% GDP? The answer is no. Uh, and where? Will that money be spent, and when will it start being spent? Well, we'll answer all of those questions. Plus, Mayor Amarjeet Sohi from the city of Edmonton expected to speak just after 4 o'clock today on getting his response to uh, today's announcement. So, as you know, the finance minister... Christy Freeland tabled the budget in the House of Commons just a short time ago, and it comes as really the economy has fared a bit better than uh, anticipated over the past number of months. Uh, of course, uh, along with the higher prices of oil, that has helped to pad the government's bottom line and helping to slightly offset some of the new spending that has been announced. There are really three main themes today. The cost of housing was a big one. I'm going to say four main themes. The cost of housing, dental care, green economy, and Canada in the world. So that's taking in the defense spending part. What was in the budget? What are the details? Let's find out with Eileen Bell, senior 630 Ched news anchor. Hi, Eileen. Hey, Jay. All right, uh, lots to go through this afternoon. Well, let's go through some of those topics that you just mentioned. One, housing. The budget set aside $475 million for a round of one-time direct payments of $500 to Canadians facing housing affordability challenges. Now, they didn't spell out how we're going to get that if, if you're in that category. They're saying details to be announced on that, but direct payments of $500 uh, for people that need help with housing. Now, also on the housing front, they unveiled plans for a new tax-free first home savings account and that will allow prospective homeowners to save up to $40,000 for a down payment. Now, a lot of people were waiting for PharmaCare stuff. None on that came out at this point. That's going to come in, in future budgets. But they did address one of their other big promises to the NDP, which is dental care. Now, starting with the youngest Canadians, kids under 12, old enough to have teeth, but under 12 in households with an income of less than $70,000, and that's their parents, not the kids, annually should have access to dental care before the end of this year. So without the sarcastic comments, that's kids under 12 that are in families that have an income of less than $70,000. They'll get that pretty quickly here. Now, dental care will then be rolled out to those under the age of 18 
to seniors and to people living with a disability next year. Anyone in a household with income over $90,000 a year, though, will not have access to that proposed program. Now, households that bring in between $70,000 and $90,000 could have some co-pays on their coverage. Any household that makes under $70,000 should not have to pay out of pocket, according to the budget. Vaping. If you vape, citing the risk of rising vaping rates among young Canadians, the government plans to bring in a previously announced excise duty on vaping products starting this October. The excise duty rate would tack a dollar for every two milliliters of vape fluid for any container less than 10 milliliters. And for larger containers than that, the excise tax will be $5 for the first 10 mil and then another dollar for every additional 10. The feds are calling on provinces and territories to install their own vaping taxation as well, with an extra duty applied equal to the federal rate. So those rates are actually doubled once the provincial rates come in. An excise duty is set to end, however, on low-alcohol beer, which is any beverage with no more than 0.5% alcohol by volume. Now, the reasoning behind that, low-alcohol wine and spirits don't have any excise taxes on them, so the budget seeks to level the playing field and remove those kind of excise taxes for low-alcohol beer products as well. They're also looking at menstrual products. Under a proposal starting this year, Women and Gender Equality Canada would get $25 million over two years to establish a menstrual equity fund. The funding will target barriers currently preventing some women, girls, trans and non-binary Canadians from affording menstrual products, as well as reduce the stigma for those who need those basic necessities. Looking at energy, Ottawa has unveiled a tax credit worth $2.6 billion over five years to help Canada's energy sector invest in carbon capture and storage technology. Energy companies have been asking for a tax credit like this to help them with the cost of building carbon capture and storage projects. So that's the technology that traps greenhouse gas emissions from industrial sources and stores them deep in the ground to prevent them from being released into the atmosphere. A while ago that was almost thought of as as fictional when it when it started, I think in Alberta, I think under Ed Stelmack, there are only a handful of carbon capture projects currently up and running in Canada. But many companies now have projects planned, and those companies will be able to claim a tax credit of up to 60% starting this year. All right. Do we still have time, or do we need to go no, to break? No, it's okay. We're good. We're still okay. Have time, yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Federal government promising a half a billion dollars, five hundred million, in additional military aid to Ukraine, as well as more humanitarian and financial support to Kiev in response to the invasion by Russia. And those commitments contained in the budget follow previous promises from the Prime Minister that Canada is looking at sending more weapons and other assistance to Ukraine. Finance Minister Christian Freeland says while Canada and our allies have sanctioned Russia over the invasion, recent allegations of Russian war crimes show Ukrainians still need more help. Now the budget doesn't say how that newly promised military aid is going to be delivered. It says Canada is also going to offer an additional $1 billion in loans to Ukraine through a special account managed by the International Monetary Fund and that's in addition to the $620 million already offered. 
Now, let's look at Indigenous populations. Ottawa is going to spend $4.3 billion over seven years to help improve Indigenous housing. Expectations are pretty high. The Assembly of First Nations had asked to see $44 billion in the budget to address current housing needs. They're getting $4.3 billion. The plan released today gives that $4 billion, including $652 million this year, to Indigenous Services Canada and Crown Indigenous Relations and Northern Affairs to speed up work on that issue, and that includes $2.4 billion for on-reserve housing. There's also going to be $300 million over five years towards building an urban, rural, and northern Indigenous housing strategy, and they're going to spend another $210 million over five years to help communities contend with the harmful past of residential schools, and that money also will include searching for unmarked graves and making sure the feds hand over related documents that are currently in government control that have not been released publicly. Eileen Bell joining us this afternoon with some of the highlights of the federal budget. Eileen still going through a lot of the, the papers and everything that's coming down as, uh, as the information comes through. want to thank you for some of those highlights. We'll talk to you again in a little bit, all right? You betcha. All right, Eileen Bell, senior news anchor here at 630 Chad, giving you some of those highlights in the federal budget. So again... Um, the 2022 budget released today includes more than $31 billion in new spending over the next five years. Uh, the new spending increases this fiscal year's deficit to $52.8 billion. That's from the earlier estimates of $44.1 billion. And government officials kind of framing this and, and um, framing the spending as a, really a hedge against... Uh, kind of the economic certainty right now created by the war in Ukraine. The Liberals uh, saying, though, that the spending is aimed at the long term as well to address structural issues within the national economy. Now, you heard Eileen touch on that dental care program. Uh, that was announced today. Pharmacare not, but the dental care was part of that agreement between the Liberals and the NDP. Now, you'll remember that the NDP campaigned on a promise of a national dental care program during uh, Jagmeet Singh's two elections as party leader. But previous Liberal governments never moved on that project. Today, it did. And today, um, Canadian kids... Canadian families with kids under the age of 12 should be able to access uh, this new dental care coverage plan before the end of the year if their income is less than $70,000 annually. We will have more on that dental program coming up in about 20 minutes' time. Uh, we'll take a pause here on the other side. Well, the federal conservatives, well, they wanted tax cuts. They wanted to see... Um, reasonable, fiscally responsible spending. They were worried that it would be an NDP budget, not a liberal budget, with too much spending.